Good morning, church, and thank you for joining me again as we get ready to study the Word of God. I want you to go with me this morning to John chapter 14, beginning at verse 1. And as we go there, the Word of God says this, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my Father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you, so that you will always be with me where I am. And I want you to also go to John chapter 16, verse 33. And Jesus said, I have told you all this, so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. But take heart, because I have overcome the world. Let's pray before we get started. Lord, thank you for this word. And Lord, as we come together to study as a church family, I pray for anyone today, Lord, that's going through a lot of trouble, that has a lot of trials and sorrow going on right now, for the person that's afraid and discouraged. I pray that today's word would be a blessing to them. Use me, Lord, now to speak through me and bless us this morning with your word in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. John 14 really stood out to me because today is actually Palm Sunday. And this is the Sunday that we celebrate when Jesus was actually entering Jerusalem. And the people will be celebrating and this is the time that Jesus knew that the time had come for him to come on the, to be placed on the cross and to die for our sins. This is the time that Jesus knew he would resurrect again. This is the time right before Easter. But before all of this took place, Jesus had an interesting conversation with his disciples. And I want you to picture this with me because the disciples were with Jesus for three years. And in these three years, they saw many miracles and wonderful things. I mean, they saw and experienced Jesus healing people and raising people from the dead. And they preached the word of God and they saw many people transformed. For those three years, they were able to physically see Jesus do amazing, wonderful miracles. And those three years, though difficult, were actually years of great celebration. And they were just doing amazing during that time of ministry. But see, the disciples thought that Jesus would always be with them. The disciples thought that things were always going to be this way. So can you imagine as you're walking with Jesus, he stops and he begins to talk to you as he did to the disciples. And he tells his disciples that he's going to be going away. In fact, he tells the disciples you're not going to see me for a while. Disciples were in shock when they heard this. This actually was so unexpected, and it made no sense to them. As Jesus told them, he was going away. Jesus knew that his hour was coming, that he would die on the cross and resurrect. He knew that the time was coming, that he would ascend back to heaven. But the disciples, they weren't ready for this. And as Jesus told them, I'm going away for a while. This was so unexpected. They couldn't understand it. And the Bible says that their hearts were troubled. Imagine, their hearts were just troubled by this news. See, the first thing I want to tell you, church, is as I read this, I realized what Jesus was really showing us. There are seasons that life is good. There are seasons like those three years that the disciples had with Jesus, that it was evident that the Lord was with them. There are seasons in your life that everything might seem wonderful. You know, there's those seasons that maybe your bills are paid. It's the seasons that you have a job. It's the seasons that your marriage is strong and it's the seasons that your kids are actually doing well and behaving. 
It's a season where you look at life and you're saying, wow, everything is actually pretty peaceful and calm and good. But then knowing this, I read this and I realized there are other times, there are other seasons we enter in life that are not as easy. There are seasons in life that unexpected things are going to happen. There are seasons in your life that you're not going to understand what God is doing. There are times and seasons in your life, and I hate to really say this, but it's the truth. There are seasons in your life that it feels like God is not even around. It's not evident because of what you're going through. In fact, this is what happened to the disciples. They had a season of miracles and wonders and doing great things. But now they're about to enter a season where they're not going to physically see Jesus anymore. Not only was this so unexpected, they couldn't understand it. And maybe that's where you're at in your life right now. You've entered a season now where you just don't understand what God is doing. I know that Right now, we don't understand why God would allow a virus to just consume our nation and the world. Maybe you don't understand why God has allowed you to be laid off from work. Maybe you just don't understand all the stress and the struggle. And it certainly was very unexpected. That's what the disciples are now going through. You're not always going to understand what God is doing. Sometimes it's going to appear as though God doesn't care. And in the good times and in the bad times, I want you to see what Ecclesiastes chapter 7, 14 says. The Bible says, Enjoy prosperity while you can. But when hard times strike, realize that both come from God. I want you to really pay attention here because the Bible says when life is good and you're prospering, enjoy it while you can. But when, notice the Bible says when, not if, but when hard times strike like they are now, realize that both come from God. Remember that nothing is certain in this life. You know what the Bible says here? When you're going through good seasons or bad seasons, whatever season you're going through, whatever your days look like, to remember and realize that God has created both. What that means is that whatever you're going through today, God is still in control. God is still in power. If you would remember this, no matter what season you're going through, I believe that peace is possible. See, that's what I want to teach you today. Because a lot of us think that peace is impossible in the midst of trouble. But I want to give you the secret of how to live a life of peace in the midst of trouble. Like the Bible says, when life strikes you, when life gives you a heavy trial, I want you to know that peace is possible. And I know this because we read it in John chapter 16, verse 33. The Bible says that Jesus said, I have told you all of these things. The conversation that was going on of him going away, Jesus said, I told you all this so that you may have peace. There it is. You may have peace. And it's in me. The first thing I want to show you is that peace is possible only when that peace is in Jesus. Your peace should never come through money. Your peace should never come through a spouse. Your peace should never come through a job or anything. 
Because those are things that are very uncertain in life. But if your peace is found in Jesus, Jesus will always be there for you. And Jesus made it clear that I told you all of these things so that you may have peace. Here on earth, I love the honesty that Jesus says, here on earth, you will have many trials and many sorrows. So Jesus is saying something here. Jesus is saying in your life, you're going to have trials. In your life, you will have sorrow. And maybe that's you right now, and you're going through a trial. You're going through a struggle. And right now, you're feeling some sorrow. Jesus says that's okay because that's what life is. Life will bring trials, and life will bring sorrow. But see, Jesus says that in the midst of these trials and sorrows, you may have peace. So peace is very possible right now in the trouble. The reason that many people don't experience peace in the midst of crisis and trials and sorrows is because they believe that peace comes only when trouble is gone. And folks, I want to tell you that peace is not the absence of trouble. So if you're waiting for life to get better, if you're waiting for life to be easier, if you're waiting for a problem to be gone, you'll never have peace because Jesus made it clear in life you will always have trials. You will always have sorrows. And once you get over one problem, you'll discover another. And once you get over one trial, there will be another trial to come. So if you're waiting for your life to be completely free from trouble and trials and sorrows, you will never experience the peace of God. But see, the Bible is clear that peace is possible in the midst of trouble. So peace is never the absence of trouble. That's why Jesus made it clear, you can have peace in the midst of trouble. So it's clearly explained why in verse 1, Jesus said to his disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not allow your hearts to be troubled. Now let me explain something to you. There is a big difference in having trouble and being troubled. Having trouble is physical. You have troubles in your job. You have troubles with your finances. You have trouble with your children. You have trouble in your marriage. You have trouble in your health. These are all physical troubles that you can clearly see. But see, while trouble is physical, being troubled is emotional. And it's actually completely avoidable. So Jesus said in this world, you're going to have many troubles, but you don't have to be troubled. See, I'm wondering today if you've allowed your troubles to trouble you. A person is troubled by trouble. When that person allows the physical trouble in their life, to really affect them emotionally. That word troubled literally means to be disturbed. So you know that you're troubled when what you're going through physically is disturbing you emotionally. You know you're troubled when what you're going through physically has disturbed your peace, has disturbed your faith. So if you're going through something physical right now and emotionally it's causing you to have fear, panic, and anxiety, 
you are now being troubled. And Jesus said, do not allow yourself to be troubled. So maybe right now, you're going through trouble. Maybe right now you have a lot of physical things going on, but you don't have to allow that to emotionally disturb you. You can still live a life of peace. And you're probably thinking, well, Pastor, how do I do that when everything around me is so difficult? How how is it that it's possible to live in peace in the midst of trouble? It's very possible. In fact, do you remember a story in the Bible when the disciples and Jesus were caught in the storm? That was a physical storm that was hitting them. And on that ship, Jesus was asleep. Jesus was just napping, relaxing. But his disciples were afraid. His disciples were panicking. They even woke him up saying, don't you even care that we're going to die and drown? You see, while Jesus and the disciples were going through the same physical storm and problem, Jesus handled it differently than his disciples. Even though physically they were going through the same thing, Jesus was never troubled by it. But the disciples were. So whatever you're going through right now is maybe the same exact problem that everyone's going through. But not everyone is handling it the same. So as you go through your trouble, as you physically go through trials and sorrow, you don't have to allow it to emotionally disturb you. You don't have to allow trouble to actually trouble you. You're saying, well, pastor, how do I do that? Let me explain the secret. It's found in chapter 14, verse 1 of John. Notice what Jesus said here. Jesus said, do not let your hearts be troubled. Jesus said, don't allow yourself to emotionally be disturbed. But notice what he said here. Jesus said, here's a key phrase, don't let. Don't let. That phrase, do not let, is actually a Greek phrase that literally translates not to allow or give permission. That word let means to allow and give permission. So when Jesus says, do not let, he's saying, do not allow or give permission to trouble. Remember, that word trouble there means to disturb. So what Jesus, if you put it together, Jesus is literally saying, do not allow or give permission to the physical things in this life to disturb you emotionally. So right now, if you're disturbed emotionally, if you're in constant fear all the time, if you've lost your faith, if you've lost your peace, if you can't sleep at night and you're always thinking the worst is going to happen, you've allowed that. You've given it permission to. And Jesus is saying you don't have to allow that in your life. You don't have to give permission to fear and panic and anxiety to trouble you in the midst of the physical problems in your life. So understand something. Though you're going through something physically, like the disciples, they never expected Jesus to tell them, I'm leaving. And right now, like the disciples, you're going through something you never expected. Let's be honest, we never expected to be on a lockdown. We never expected to have this virus. You never expected to have a layoff or to lose your job. You never expected the struggle that we're going through right now. But see, I always like to say that what was unexpected to you was always expected by God. The truth is, like the disciples also, when that was so unexpected, they didn't understand 
And they allowed what they could not understand to trouble them. And I know that you're going through something you just don't understand. And you don't understand why something had to happen in your life, why something had to be lost, why God allowed some suffering. There's a lot of things in life you're never going to understand. But see, just because it's unexpected, and just because you really don't understand it, doesn't mean that you have to allow it to disturb you emotionally. I know it's hard to believe this sometimes, but whatever you're going through right now doesn't have to affect you negatively or emotionally. You can still live with confidence. You can still live with peace. Because Jesus told His disciples, I know it's unexpected. I know you're not prepared for this. And I know you don't understand. But don't allow your hearts to be troubled. My question for you, church, is, as of today, have you have allowed your trouble to trouble you? Have you been giving permission to live in fear and worry and anxiety? If you're tired of living this way, if you want to walk with peace and faith and confidence, even in the midst of the storm, I believe that Jesus was teaching us the same way He was resting in the midst of the storm. You can have rest right now. Let me explain to you how this is possible. Because I believe that maybe you've allowed your trouble to trouble you. You can be free from that today. And here's how. The Bible says in verse 1, Jesus said, Do not let, remember, do not allow your hearts to be troubled. I love what Jesus said here. He said, do not let your hearts. This is interesting because I realized what Jesus was saying. Remember, the disciples couldn't understand what Jesus was doing. And maybe that's where you're at right now. And Jesus said, do not let your hearts be troubled. That word heart literally is describing the inner you, your mind, and your inner thoughts. So Jesus made a clear point here. Right now, if you're troubled, if you're emotionally disturbed, living in fear and worry and dread, you know where all of that is coming from. It's not coming from the problems you're going through. Now, let me explain something. You might be thinking, yeah, pastor, I'm afraid and I'm discouraged and I'm worried and I lose sleep and I have anxiety because I've lost my job, because I can't put food on the table, because I'm going through this or I'm going through that. But let me explain something to you. You have fear and worry and anxiety not because of the trouble you're in. You're going through fear, worry, and anxiety because it's in your heart. It's actually in your inner thoughts. You see, every person that lives in fear... Every person that suffers from anxiety and constant worry doesn't have a problem with trouble. They have a problem with their thoughts. Everything from fear and anxiety and stress and discouragement, all of that originates in your thoughts, how you're thinking how you're really choosing to think is actually affecting the way you're living. That's why Jesus said, do not allow your heart to be troubled. So when we really break this down in the English, 
You know what Jesus said here is just amazing. Jesus says, do not allow or give permission to any physical problem you're going through to mentally disturb you emotionally. If you're in bondage to fear right now, it's because you've allowed that problem to put these thoughts that you have now allowed to emotionally affect you. So if you want to be set free from this, you have to begin to learn how to think differently. If fear and anxiety and worry, if all of those things trouble you, it's all because of your thought pattern. Being troubled emotionally is all a result of what's in your heart, what's in your thoughts, what you're really thinking about. So it is impossible, let me make this clear, it is impossible to have peace right now in your life if you're thinking the worst. And you're probably thinking the worst right now. The worst is yet to come. You hear it in the news all the time. And you're thinking, man, everything's going to get worse in my life and worse in my house and worse in my family. If you're thinking the worst, how would it ever be possible to live in peace? If you're thinking negative, if you're always thinking that the worst and the negative is always going to happen, how will you ever live a life of peace? If you only have thoughts of failure, oh, it's never going to work out and it's never going to change and it's never going to get better and things will never be the same again. If you're living with constant, allowing failure, you're accepting failure in your thoughts. You're accepting defeat in your thoughts. So you're literally allowing and giving permission to trouble, to trouble you. It's no wonder many people today, even in the church, even believers alike, are choosing to live a life of fear instead of faith, a life of misery instead of peace, because the problem is not really the problem. The problem is really your thoughts. If you can learn to really think differently, no matter what you're going through, no matter what trouble you're in, your thoughts are the key to living a life of faith and confidence. Your thoughts will always give you the ability to live a life of peace. That's why Jesus said, in this world, you're always going to have trouble. In this world, you're going to have trials. You're going to have sorrow. But Jesus said you can also have peace. Because peace is only possible when you align your thoughts with the Word of God. So let me ask you now, how's your thinking been lately? What do you think about when you're alone and you go to sleep at night? What are the thoughts that are constantly in your head? Do you have thoughts that encourage you? Or cast fear? Do you have thoughts that make you a prisoner to worry? Or do you have thoughts that really lift your faith? The way you're choosing to think is setting up the kind of life you're going to live. So peace is very possible and how you're choosing to think. That's why Jesus said, do not allow your inner thoughts to trouble you. I know it's unexpected. I know you don't understand, but do not allow those thoughts because in that moment when Jesus told his disciples, you're not going to see me for a while. The thoughts just started coming. What are we going to do? How is Jesus going to leave us? Does Jesus not even care about us? What if we can't make it? How can we do this without Jesus? And the worst thoughts started coming, and Jesus can sense 
that their hearts were now troubled. But Jesus said to trust him. If you're having these thoughts right now, and you're really believing the worst, you have stopped trusting God. So let me give you the key to really living a life of peace. We know that being disturbed emotionally, being troubled by your trouble, all originates in your heart how your inner thoughts are controlling you. And if that's the problem, then that can also be the solution. If your thoughts are causing you to lose peace, then you can use your thoughts to cause you to also live in peace. That's why the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10.5, because you're probably thinking right now, I can't help what I'm thinking. That is the biggest lie you're telling yourself right now. Because the Bible says we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So for anyone that thinks, I can't help how I think, I have just proven you wrong. The Bible says you can help what you think. The Bible says you can take every thought Every thought, captive. You're probably wondering, Pastor, what does that mean? That word captive means to overpower and catch and take control. So imagine that I'm chasing you right now. And I happen to grab you and put you down on the floor and overpower you. That's the the idea that Jesus here is saying here about your thoughts. You don't have to let your thoughts run around. You can actually take control and have power over them. So right now, I want you to ask yourself this question. Am I controlling my thoughts? Or are my thoughts controlling me? The second you have a thought come up and you believe and you start living in panic, you are allowing your thoughts to control you. And Jesus said it clearly here, not to let your hearts be troubled. You do this by taking every thought captive. You have power over your mind right now. You can control the way you're thinking. Let me explain something to you. When it comes to trouble, it's unexpected. When it comes to trials and sorrows, it's just going to show up. And the same thing goes with your thoughts. Do you know that random thoughts are going to come to your head? Without you even trying, some thoughts are going to come. And you're thinking, where did that thought come from? And random thoughts come and you might just begin to think, man, I'm never going to get healed. Random thoughts are, man, maybe I should just get a divorce. And random thoughts are, man, I should just give up and quit. And random thoughts are going to tell you you, things are never going to change. Things are never going to get better. Random thoughts of suicide comes. Random thoughts of fear. Random thoughts of worry come. There are thoughts like problems. Thoughts are also sometimes so unexpected, they come. And when they come, you can catch it. You need to learn to catch a thought that doesn't align with the Word of God. And when you catch it, you can have power over it. You see, On Monday, for example, I decided that I was going to start eating better again because in the previous week I was sick and eating whatever I want, wasn't feeling well. But Monday, I made a decision and said, I'm going to go back on my diet. I'm going to start exercising again. I'm going to start being healthy again. So that Monday morning, 
it was funny because as soon as I woke up, I, I was getting ready to put my running shoes on. I was going to go for a run. I was getting ready to have a healthy breakfast. Everything was ready. And wouldn't you know, unexpectedly, without warning, wasn't planning for it. But my brother Danny came over with a box of Krispy Kreme donuts. And you know that this is the devil's food. This is the devil's snack. And as I made a determination, I woke up that morning and my thoughts were positive. I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to have a healthy breakfast. Things are going to change. Things are going to get better. I'm going to start feeling good again. And as soon as I got to the kitchen, there they were, open, hot, and glazed. And right there, I couldn't control it. A thought just came to me. Why don't I start my diet tomorrow? I can run again tomorrow. And a thought came to me, and man, how good would those donuts taste in my mouth right now? And even a random thought of it's just one, it won't hurt you. And all these thoughts were running in my head. But then I started telling myself and thinking, is it worth it? How am I going to feel after I eat them? And I started thinking that even though they're delicious, they're really bad for you. And as I began to think that way, I closed the box. My dad ate them, but I did not. But see, I realized something there. That's what it looks like to take your thoughts captive. You see, like those Krispy Kreme donuts, right now, you're going through something you didn't plan. You didn't expect. It just showed up. And that unexpected problems brings unexpected thoughts. And you started thinking to yourself right now, well, what if I lose my job? And for those that have lost their job, what if I never work again? And for those that say, what if I get sick? And these random thoughts start coming. And what about my family? And what about my marriage? And what about my home? And what about my bills? These random thoughts just started coming. And there's thoughts of fear. There's thoughts of worry and panic and anxiety running through your head right now. But what if you stopped? And what if you chose to align your thinking with the Word of God? Going back to 2 Corinthians 10.5, the Bible says, not only can you take every thought captive, but you do so by making it obedient to Christ. So how do you get free from this way of thinking and allowing trouble to trouble you. You know that it starts in your thoughts, but how do you begin to form that habit of thinking right? You align what you're thinking about with the Word of God. See, the same way I got the thoughts about the donuts and how good they're going to be, I aligned it with the truth that they're not good for you, that they're unhealthy and I'm going to regret it. So when a random thought comes to your mind that wants to trouble you, begin to think about what you're thinking about in accordance to the Word of God. So if a random thought comes to you that you're not going to be able to provide, you're not going to be able to put food on the table right now, you're not going to be able to go back to work again, and those thoughts come to you, if you would take that thought captive, you would know that the Bible says that God will meet your needs and supply all your needs according to His riches. So when you begin to think that way, those thoughts of never being able to provide have no power over you because you have chosen to align yourself with the Word of God. When you begin to study the Bible and the promises of God, when a thought comes, just align it. What does God have to say about this? 
If you're worried about tomorrow and thoughts about tomorrow are causing you to panic, align your thoughts with the Word of God. What does God say about tomorrow? Oh, He says not to worry about it. If your thoughts are wondering, what am I going to do? And how am I going to do this? And I can't understand it. You would align your thoughts to understand that the Bible says, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, trust Him. Understand that whatever thoughts you have that are negative, that are controlling you with fear and worry, you can change by learning to think and obeying the Word of God. If the Word of God has more power than your thoughts, your thoughts will never control you. And if those thoughts never control you, then like Jesus said, your hearts will never be troubled. You could have peace in the midst of trouble and crisis and sorrow and trials. If you begin to align your thinking with the Word of God, you need to choose to put the Word of God above every trial you're going through right now. You have to choose to put the Word of God in control over any thoughts you have right now. So when those unexpected trials come that you can't understand like the disciples did, when those unexpected thoughts just pop up, you can fight it now by choosing to put the Word of God above whatever you're thinking about. That's why the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, He says, Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you which is good and pleasing and perfect. But notice the Bible says, to allow God to transform you into a new person. You can be a new person this Sunday, right now. This moment, you can be a new person by allowing God to change the way you think. See, my prayer for you, if you're living in fear, and if you're always allowing trouble to trouble you emotionally, my prayer is that today you would allow God to change the way you think. You're going through something you don't understand. You're going through a trial that was so unexpected. But Jesus warned us that in this life, in this world, you would always have trials. You will always have sorrow. But you could also always have peace. You could always have peace when you learn to just trust God. And when you learn in the discipline of putting your thoughts and aligning them to the Word of God. So Jesus was able to look at His disciples who were troubled by what they were hearing and troubled by what they couldn't understand. And He said, hey, don't give permission or allow what you're hearing right now to disturb you emotionally. Jesus said, trust me. Will you trust in Jesus today? See, you're here today and you're living life on your own. You're trying to make things happen. You're trying to fix things. But the truth is, right now, maybe your thoughts are causing you to live with a poor self-image. Maybe your thoughts are allowed you and you've given permission to your thoughts to just rule you emotionally and negatively. Your thoughts are the reason you don't smile anymore. Your thoughts are the reason you've lost your joy. Your thoughts are the reason you're angry with that person all the time. Your thoughts are the reasons you don't sleep great anymore. 
Aren't you tired of giving permission for your trouble to trouble you and emotionally disturb you? If so, you have to make a declaration and say, God, Lord, you know what I think. But Lord, I believe you can change the way I'm thinking. and You can change my life. So if you have fear, you can still have faith. If you have trial, you can still have peace. By knowing that all the trouble that's troubling you starts in your heart. The inner you, the way that you're thinking. So the truth is, as we close here, Jesus said in John 14, 1, that in this world, he said, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. So we know that right now, if your hearts are troubled, it's because you're letting it. You're allowing it. Jesus says, you don't have to do that anymore. And it's as simple as saying, Lord, I trust you. I trust you. Whatever you're going through, trust in Jesus. Put your trust in the Lord. Whatever trouble you have, the Bible says to cast all your anxiety on Him. Just trust Him. I love what Jesus said here in verse 4. I'm sorry, verse 2. He said, I'm going away. But he said, there is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I am going, I love this, to prepare a place for you. And in verse 3, he says, and when I return, when everything is ready, I will come and get you. And this spoke to my heart in such a wonderful way. Because imagine, the disciples got bad news, just like maybe you've been getting bad news. The disciples were at a time of uncertainty, just like you are. At that moment, the disciples couldn't understand what God was doing, what Jesus was saying. Just like right now, you may not be understanding what God is doing in your life, but you know what Jesus told them? Not only did he say, don't allow your hearts to be troubled. Not only did Jesus say, trust me. Jesus said, I'm preparing something for you. And this gave me so much encouragement because I realized that even though I don't see God in my life sometimes, even though it seems like He's disappeared, maybe right now there's no evidence of God in your life. Maybe right now you don't understand what's going on. But I promise you right now, God's preparing something for you. Something wonderful. The disciples couldn't see it or understand it, but Jesus was talking about heaven. Better than anything on earth. And if we really look at this, could it be that right now in the midst of your trial and what you don't understand and your trouble, right now in those moments you don't see God, would you choose to believe and trust that He is preparing something better for you. You just don't see it now. And for anyone that doesn't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, Jesus said, I'm preparing heaven for those who trust me. The only way to get to heaven, the Bible says, is through Jesus. And if you haven't trusted in the Lord Jesus today, I want to give you that opportunity now. You've been living life on your own, calling your own shots, but it hasn't worked out. No matter who you are, no matter what you've done in your past, right now I believe that the Lord loves you more than ever. The Lord has a plan for your life. And the Lord has forgiven you, and He can forgive you right now of all your sins. 
but it's your choice whether you're going to put your trust in Him. So I want to pray today, this morning, for two groups of people. The first group I want to pray for is for those who've never trusted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Today is the day of salvation, the Bible says. And the second prayer I want to lead you in today is for those who know Jesus, like the disciples knew Jesus. They were going through a time of uncertainty and trouble. And maybe you're someone that needs to change the way they're thinking. I want to pray over your thoughts right now so that you can live a life of peace, a life of knowing God is preparing something better and you have nothing to fear. So pray with me now. If you're here this morning and you're saying, Jesus, I'm ready to give you my life. Would you pray this and say, Lord Jesus, today, I believe you. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And I surrender to you now. Forgive me of my sins as I entrust my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen. And I also want to pray for those here today that are saying, Pastor, I know Jesus, I have a relationship with Jesus, but lately my thoughts have been taking me captive. I want you to bow your heads wherever you're at right now. Would you put your hands over your thoughts right now, over your head right now? Would you pray this with me and just say, Lord Jesus, Heal me today of my poor thinking. Lord, forgive me for not putting my thoughts under your word. And Lord, I believe you can transform my life through my thoughts right now, but I need your help. So Father, help me to think in alignment with your word. Set me free from any thoughts of anxiety and panic and worry and fear. And renew my thoughts to give me strength, to give me faith, to give me peace. And in Jesus' name, may your thoughts be set free. And may you only think now of thoughts that honor God and honor his word. Be free in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Well, God bless you, and I want to thank you for joining me for studying the Word of God today. For more information about our church, you can visit our website. If you're giving online today, you can also go to our website and do that there. I can't wait to see to actually bring you the Word of God next Sunday as we celebrate Easter. I know it's going to be a little different from our homes, but I want you to join me next Sunday as we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. If you have any questions, feel free to call our office from 9 to 5. If you have any need of prayer, I'd love to personally pray for you. You can also call. God bless you and have a great week. I'll see you next time.